No, it's not whatever because there's a difference. Okay, EP is that what you're saying? Yes, that's still incorrect. It's not incorrect. <laughs> it's not incorrect. Anyway, um, oh, shopee, shopee, shopee. My turn to speak. I swear to God, I'm gonna I unplug all the equipment. Questions. I'm actually gonna <laughs> unplug all the equipment. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. So shopee is trying me today. Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Download the Stands. You are here today with your host Eid McKenzie and Nick Terrell and Shopper. Brilliant. And it is a bank holiday weekend coming up soon. Obviously, by the time you guys hear this, it will be over. Hopefully you're relaxed and enjoying the start of the week, which will be Tuesday. I think this is the last bank holiday we'll see until August, I believe. Or is there another one? I think there's one at the end of May as well. Oh, that's great. Okay. Someone was saying, I remember speaking to someone at work and they were saying um, that our holidays should be more spread out because it's literally been one after another after another, but then yeah. the rest of the year you don't get a bank holiday, which is annoying. Yeah, it's f- it feels really um, it feels really good to have that kind of um, extra weekend, that elongated day, like mm. have the Monday, et cetera, to like really relax or go out or whatever. So I think you're right. We should have it more spread out. Yeah. But then we get August as well. But to be honest, for most black brits um or a large portion of black brits that's not really a break because carnival obviously takes that over and your legs uh. are just fucked <laughs> after that yeah. so yeah it's not really a break whenever i go into that bank holiday weekend and finish it i'm just always knackered at work mm-hmm. the next day so it's smart if you still have holidays left take off the tuesday as well if you're planning on going carnival it really helps yeah so yeah and just that. for our american listeners because i know we do have a quite a big demographic of american listeners um a bank holiday is basically um it's usually a monday or it can can it be another day or is it just usually a monday does anyone know what did you say is a bank holiday usually just a monday is it usually on a monday right well, yeah, they're, us- they're yeah, usually on a Monday um, and it's just a day off where the banks stop working, basically. Um, and most people that are working take the day off. And yeah, so we just get an extra day's holiday. We get to just have a three day week, which is really good. Everyone gets to reset and everything. And recently we had a bank. We had a obviously Easter, which was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, which was really good. So you had like a four day break. Mm. But yeah, so we've got. A few days off to relax means I get to edit a bit later. Um, that means capitalism takes a break. How is everyone doing? Um, I'm good. Um, I had uh, a bit of a week of like um, reevaluation and stuff. Like I met up with um, one of my friends from New York, which was great. And they were giving me a different perspective on life and stuff like that. We went to Vapiano on Thursday and stuff. And it was just nice to speak and compare notes around because he's a creative as well. He um, is in the podcasting industry over there as well. And he's just he was just giving perspective about how it is and how it's working on podcasts on that kind of side of things and offering a network and stuff like that. So he was just, yeah, describe, he just was describing the process of how he started and why he started. And he, he's managed artists as well. Um, so it was really cool. It was really cool to meet up with him, shout out Wise. And then today before recording as well, I met up with one of my friends um, from 
who I haven't seen in a kind of a long while, but he lives 10 minutes from me. But we were just talking about life, adulting, adulthood, um, what lessons we've learned, taking a step back, self-evaluation, all that kind of shit. So it was just really nice to kind of have almost um, deeper sessions with people this week mm. and really get to like connect with people who I really actually respect and stuff like that, who I haven't spent time with in a long while because adulting is long as we all know and we it doesn't give us time sometimes to spend time with the people we love and um respect and value and stuff like that so it was a really good week um tail end of the week and yeah just a lot of self-evaluation this week a lot of self-evaluation this week so yeah strong week for me good and what was the name of your friend's podcast if you want to just give it a shout out um oh god um you'll put me on the spot but his name is wise um the rule wise on um twitter i believe but he really helps um a lot of podcasters over in the states and does a lot of panels and gives a lot of advice on how to run a podcast like what to do offers free studio time and stuff like that so i really mm. respect what he does and it's for like black podcasters as well oh so, nice yeah it's real cool um and yeah yeah okay so, cool yeah um on yeah to on to you man same old same old that's me. Okay, fair enough. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, on, just on your point, Nick, it's always nice to have people that come from um, different areas and different countries and stuff like that to get a different perspective on things because um, you can get trapped in living in one experience and thinking it's just reality sometimes. And it's Definitely. nice to catch up with someone from somewhere else who's living completely different. And they're like, over here it's different, mm. um, but your experience is still something I can respect as well. So that's really cool. Honestly, like we spoke about London versus New York and like he was talking about, I was just talking about how sometimes people over here perceive like um, black people in America and in New York as just being like the African-American experience and stuff like that. But he's Haitian, yeah, not Haitian, he's even... Um, I believe from Barbados as well. So like, and he's grown up in America too. So he's had the experience of both. Mm. So it was just really nice. And there's a Caribbean community over in New York and they have like a mini version of Carnival in New York in, um, I think it's June or July. And it was just cool to compare experiences, talking about Notting Hill, talking about there. Mm. When I met all of them last year, like there's proper, and he was talking me through how in Flatbush there's gentrification or in Brooklyn, sorry, there's gentrification going on, but in Flatbush, people wouldn't move there because the communities are so um, entrenched there, like mm. the African-American and Caribbean community there. So um, they're talking about how they're protecting that hood and protecting that area of Flatbush and stuff. And it was it was just cool, man. Like I, I always feel like a part of me was meant to be, if anywhere else, from New York. Mm. So like all the people I meet from there, I just love learning about the culture there and like what goes on over there and the differences between the UK and even on the state side. He was telling me how Southern um, African-Americans are different to, you know, West Coast, East Coast and mm. that kind of stuff and telling me what to expect when I go to like New Orleans in a couple of months with Chauffe. So um, it was just really interesting to kind of get that perspective from him mm. too. But yeah. I mean, it's the same here, obviously, because you've got people from Northwest, South, East, London Definitely. and we've all got our own quirks we've all got things that are slightly different about the way that we dress the, the kind of culture that we surrounds us and kind of what influences us but it's always nice to see always nice to see um in terms of me so I've had a really good week I'm back at the gym and my mood has been really really good um obviously I feel like that's because of the gym been eating good um been sleeping really well been having some really weird dreams because of working out though like some really really <laughs> we like weird dreams um but I feel amazing um anyone who's thinking of going to the gym the way I went back into it because I used to go quite a lot and then I kind of stopped for a bit just because I got became so busy with the podcast with the app and everything that was going on yeah um the way to get back into it is to literally go one day at a time 
So you don't kind of say, oh, I'm going to go five days a week or I'm going to go three days a week or it's not, there's no point in going. Literally just go for the day you want to go, work through it and then see if you want to go the next day and just mm. keep going until you take a break and you do it again. Um, and it's been really good. I've been training with my dad. Um, he's That's trying right. to become much fitter. He's in his 60s now. So um, he it's important for him to actually make sure he trains as he gets older. Um, but yeah, man, I feel really, really good. Mm. Um, I feel like this episode is going to be good because it's something that I really want to talk about on the agenda cool. as usual. Um, but yeah, that's me. That is everyone. And yeah. Shopee. Um, yeah. So we're going to now discuss what we've been listening to for the week. Um, I don't really have anything. Um, really that was um, in terms of anything new so i'm gonna bypass the things i said i was gonna listen to last week that didn't really happen um so i'm just gonna do two random recommendations because i don't know why this woman popped up into my um i guess my plays this week diana ross um two albums the boss and her s- the lady sings the blue soundtrack so when she played billy holiday in that movie however many years ago we've listened to that soundtrack and yeah that's it the boss and lady sings the blues okay enjoy okay back yep i guess that's shopee's throwback for today um nick do you want to go next um okay cool that was really quick um (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like you know when you're like deciding still in your head but um yeah so um i'll take it back to um a place where i haven't in a while so obviously i've i think i've given the listeners like a lot of um female rap women in rap women in hip-hop kind of recommendations or listens even sorry in the past um couple of months to weeks this season as well but um i'll take it to canada um back where back where we started um back in season one so um i've had i had a phase a couple of years ago where in university i would non-stop just play this guy called ram riddles and (laughs) i went to his concert as well um in i think it was 2016 uh and it was an experience to say the least i'm not gonna lie like it was an experience um and the people that i met there were uh interesting people it being really vague um <laughs> what does this mean <laughs> they ram riddles is just like a silly character that's what i would say so like he even jumped like he whispered in my ear two mid seconds before he just jumped on my back and then performed so it was a really weird experience <laughs> like it was so weird he was like yeah i'm gonna jump i was like what are you doing <laughs> like literally what are you doing so um yeah, he did that. It was it was a fun concert. That's what I mean. It was fun, but it was very like childlike in terms of this this sh- not stupidity almost, just the innocence, the humor, like the 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 way he interacts with his fans is just quite humorous. Mm. Um, that's what I mean by interesting. But um, he released a project which not a lot of listeners will probably click into because of the imagery. But um, it's called Ram Reaper, and it was released um a couple of weeks ago. He's got like devil horns, and it's quite like satanic in terms of its um artwork so it kind of put me off a little bit but then i listened to it um i'm not gonna lie like i don't feel like he's grown per se since i last listened to him which is in 2017 with his album sweeter dreams but um i could definitely see him working in that 
Latin American pocket. And I know I've spoken a lot about Latin American music this season as well with the likes of Bad Bunny and um, a load of other people who I cannot remember right now. But yeah, um, with Ram Riddles, the productions he uses, they're quite tropical. They're quite um, Caribbean and Latin American inspired as well. So for example, on... Um, and he uses a lot of the lingo like wine and all that kind of stuff that would like being carnival and being like that Latin American Caribbean bag. So uh, he takes a lot of inspiration. He's collaborated with a lot of artists that operate in that space as well. And his producer, Yegan, has produced his produced for um, a lot of artists in that pocket too. But I would say it's a project that you listen, if you want something lighthearted, if you want something to listen to on the beach, it would definitely work. But I would say in terms of artistic growth, um, I haven't seen a kind of professionalism supersede his his sound. So I haven't seen it all come together in, in that sense. Like for example, um, I heard on Bad Bunny's album, why I was raving about it because I feel like he encompassed all of his influences and made a really cohesive joint sonically. Um, that's up for debate obviously, because people, um, music is subjective. But I feel like Ram Riddles in that same sense is still finding his way. But there are some gems on there. Um, I would say a song called Ants is Grey. I would say um, there's another song in Shambles as well, which is the penultimate track too. So that is Ram Riddles and it's called Ram Reaper. Um, I completely get if you don't listen to it because of the artwork. I completely get it. Um, a lot of people compare him to Gecko from the UK. I've heard quite a few people say. Yeah, I think they did a collaboration, to be fair, as well. Oh, so, okay. Um, yeah, he, he definitely collaborates with a lot of, or he's in, he likes a lot of UK music mm. and um, a lot of French music as well. He's um, collaborated with quite a few French artists too. Okay. So um, that's Ram Riddles. And then I cannot remember for the life of me if I've ever spoken about this artist before. But... Um, I know I've spoken about him on my Twitter. I know I've wrote about him on Lost Culture and stuff like that. But his name is um, Eli Solstray. And um, he has an amazing discography in terms of he knows who he is as an artist. He encompasses that kind of um, almost lo-fi, new wave, trap soul almost sounding music and genre so like he'd fit in with your bryson tillers etc etc but i just love what he does with his voice in the studio so the way he um so he uses auto-tune clearly but um i like the way and the the methodology behind how he uses auto his auto-tune or it's either how he uses it or he sounds really good with the auto-tune it's one or the other i haven't quite um figured out which one it is because he hasn't ever spoken on it in interviews or anything but i was listening to one of his songs glass which was released two years ago um and i just find the record really melodic really um lyrical in terms of what he's speaking about obviously in that trap soul pocket it's like relationship orientated and all that kind of stuff but i just think he's really passionate and he has a way his vocals have a way of conveying that passion that um he's talking about in terms of his topic focuses so yeah those are two recommendations i have for you this week so eli Sawstray, glass and ram riddles ram reaper um but yeah it's not 
with the Ram Reaper, it's not the best listen. I'm not saying it's the best tape ever, but I'm saying if you need a light-hearted kind of listen, something you're not really paying that much attention to. But if you want something more for that kind of relaxed listen, chilled listen on the beach, if you're on vacation this week and you're listening, you find yourself listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you. But second of all, yeah, play um, Ram Riddles, Ram Reaper, and that will alleviate your stress. But yeah, that's um, that's that on that. What about you? Um, so I had a very interesting week when it, yeah, so with music this week. Um, I will give you three songs, that, well, three albums that I've been listening to. So I've got a group from Brighton. So it's a producer slash um, rapper duo. It's called Frankie Stew and Harvey Gunn. Um, they are a, have you heard of them, Shopee? They're a client, yes. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. I've I've heard of them recently and I think their music is quite good. So I I listened to The Lakes which came out this year. It's a I think it's a six song EP, sorry, album. Is it six? No, it's slightly longer than that. It's about seven songs. So seven song EP, album. Sorry, I don't know why I keep saying the EP. Um but I find it's really good. I think the production definitely is better than the bars on it. Um and that's not a disrespect to the rapper because the the the, the bars are actually still good, but it's mm. just the production is just so so good. Um, it's got like a lo-fi feel to it, and Harvey Gunn, who is the producer, is definitely someone that you should watch out for. Um, and they and the way they kind of blend is quite interesting because the beats for me, when I hear them, make me feel quite happy, mm. but then the actual bars and the and what he's actually saying could be quite depressing. Um, so he talks about how. He's on this path and he doesn't have money, but he wants to kind of make it in music mm. and um, it's taking its time. But he understands why people want, like from his area wouldn't really support him because he wouldn't support someone that's really good. Like he has kind of like a cocky kind of flow to him sometimes. But then there's also that side of vulnerability where he talks about um, his relationship with his family, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. And there were just so many interesting themes in it. And I just like the way they contrast against each other. Um, I didn't like the first song that was on here um, just because the flow didn't really work for me. So Brothers Keeper. Mm. But if you do want to listen to a song on here just to see what it's like, listen to Dance in the Rain. I love the chorus on that. I love the in the um, production on that. And overall, I just think it's an amazing project. Project, Sorry. So definitely check it out. Let me know what you think at Dats Pod, D-A-T-S-P-O-D. Um, but give the album a listen. Let us know what you think. Next, I've got, what do I have? Oh, Jordan Rakai. So Jordan Rakai dropped a new EP. It was only two songs called Say Something. Um, And one of the songs was self-titled. So it's called Say Something, which again, I just think when it comes to beats, he's just amazing with it. He knows exactly what suits his voice. He knows um, how to make his voice stand out, but at the same time, not overshadow the instrumental. Mm. And he always has this kind of um, bass-filled um, and when I say bass, I mean the instrument. I don't mean the kind of like, um, you know what I mean? I mean the instrument, like a bass kind of focus to his instruments, to his to his production, sorry. And I just found that these two songs were great tasters for whatever he has coming. And he hasn't let me down since. If you if you know Jordan Rakai, he's collaborate, collaborated with Loyal Kana. Um, he's collaborated with, has he done a song with Tom Mish? He's done several songs with Tom Mish. Oh, okay. So yeah. Um, and he's kind of in that pocket. So the three of them are known to collaborate with each other quite a lot. Mm. So definitely check him out if you do like those two um, American listeners. I don't know if you've heard of him, but definitely check him out and let us know what you think. So mm. Jordan Rakai, that is Say Something. And lastly, 
I forgot about this project, but I gave it another go. It's by an artist called Kate. So it's K-A-I-I-T. So this album is called Live From Her Room. And I found out about this after watching The Dream uh, do a... There's a show on Complex called Cosign. Um, and where they listen is to... It, is it Complex or is it Genius? Genius, 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 yeah, genius. Yeah, sorry, I love sorry. The there. Yeah, genius. Good. Um, so yeah, the dream was on it, and he was listening to some new R and B song stresses. Um, it was it had Summer Walker on there. It had. Yeah, um, I must have missed. How do you spell her name again? K a i i t. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She I has a song called yeah, OG yeah. Love Kush. Yeah, 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 I remember seeing it. Um, but this. I guess it's an EP. I've obviously come very unprepared today, guys. But yeah, I believe it's an EP, but it's called Live From Her Room. Mm. Um, and I think it's amazing. I think what she does in it when she she, collabor- she mixes, sorry, um, my brain is doing a lot today. Um, she mixes a lot of sounds on this. And I think that the way that she goes about the album, it's quite a fun album. A lot of people have compared her to Lauren Hill, but I, I think mm. most people do that because whenever there's a woman that raps and sings and does it well, they kind of compare her to Lauren Hill straight away. Um, I don't really get the comparison if I'm being completely honest. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of jazz influence in this. There's a lot of um, scat. Um, and yeah, I think it's amazing. The song most people probably like just from the way it sounds, I can tell is OG Love Kush um, part two. There's a part one on there as well, but I believe part two is the one that's the one she's known for. And it's the one they play to the dream, um, which he said he liked as well. But definitely check her out. Um, it's R&B. It is um, like meshed with jazz and quite a few nice sounds as well. So it's a good feeling and definitely check it out. Let us know what you think of it. That's pod again. And that is me. I will just give one more drop just because I was going to do it, but then I decided not to. It's a song by an artist called V, and the song is called Love You, so it's spelled L-U-V-U. Um, definitely check it out and let me know what you think. So, um, yeah, there's a lot that's happened in the news this week, so we will be covering that next. So, first of all, we're going to address Jay-Z. And... Um, to be honest, I didn't know if this was real or not, to be honest, like legit, when people were talking about it, I was like, this cannot be like happening almost like in his career at this point. I don't understand why this would happen, but I guess it did. So I went back and watched it and read the commentary and all of that. And um, yeah, it, yeah. So yeah, anyway, it was covered by the Washington Post um, and they titled their piece on it, Something Tells Me Gentrify Shouldn't Have Been the Verb Overused. So this is Jay-Z's B-Sides 2 um, concert at Webster Hall in New York. So it happened last Friday, if you didn't know. And in a tribute to Nipsey Hussle, who a lot of the hip-hop community are mourning right now um, and wider communities also, um, Jay-Z rapped gentrify your own hood before these people do it um, and the line immediately sparked backlash as fans noted that gentrification pushes poorer communities out of their neighbourhoods to make way for affluent residents others argued that gentrification could possibly affect um, positively sorry affect struggling communities uh, one of the commentaries, one of the tweets that 
came up in response to this was black celebrities presenting themselves as the vanguard of success is a huge problem. They depict themselves as potential economic saviors. Meanwhile, black people in positions to hire folks and make large scale decisions regarding big businesses are few as ever. Um, and there was a lot of commentary from all sides of all communities. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this, both Shafi and Eden? What do you think, if you have any comments on this? Um, and what do you think of the actual statement beyond just the bigger backlash and stuff like that? Um, I have a lot to say on this, but Shafi, do you want to say anything? Go first. Um, so, so I, I'm on two minds when it comes to this. Just because, so in one mind, I completely understand the argument of the wrong word was used and um, it obviously would be another situation of classism and c capitalism getting rid of one group and replacing with another. Because if you look at it realistically, what would need to happen is wealthy black people would need to buy property mm -hmm. and, the, and that will get rid of the lower end of the of black people if you think about it, it um yeah and i do get obviously gentrification the word gentrification comes from gentry which is in relation to um the upper classes mm -hmm. so obviously that doesn't relate to the lower classes and that's an issue as well here is the part that is slightly confusing for me um i think when it comes to art i think interpretation is very important and sometimes when it comes to writing poetry, writing raps, some words are used because people understand what it means in context to what someone's trying to say. So when Jay-Z said, gentrify your own hood before other people do it, to me personally, that means buy or protect your own neighborhood or what you own before other people come and take it from you. Um, and I think sometimes we can be a bit hard on the attempts that some people have on improving black situations. And if mm. I'm be, I, I do understand the backlash. I really do because um, you never want to be in a situation where um, people are disregarded because they are the lower classes. And I know that's the situation we are with um, capitalism and stuff like that. Mm. But and obviously this isn't really a solution if we think about it. But what I think is happening is people are throwing out suggestions at the moment because as you've noticed, even in the UK, in London, areas that are predominantly black or areas that, that are predominantly um, belong to other ethnicities are actually being brought up and people are having to move outside of London or move away from where they've grown up. Mm. And cultures are splitting. I mean, we'll use Brixton as an example. We'll use Peckham as an example. They're splitting up and having to move away from where they were born and their cultures are kind of respected and known for yeah. and moving away and being split up. And at the moment, we're looking for solutions. Um, and Jay-Z provided a solution from the upper echelon because he is a black well, he's on his is he a black billionaire? He's on his way to being a black billionaire, I think. Um, and I get the issue with that because it is the, basically the same thing as someone just speaking down on us, like, why aren't you buying property in your area? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? That is completely a fair argument, and in no way am I saying that people shouldn't. Um, in no way am I saying that the concerns that you guys have for this are. Is, is definitely something we should disregard but i do think we are being a bit difficult we are being a bit hard on the situation right now um there's nothing wrong with a critique but 
I think to come, I think in order to battle something like this, when it comes to gentrification and areas being taken over by a lot of people, I do think we need to come together as a community. So what people used to do back in the day in the UK, when black people weren't allowed to have jobs that paid well enough for them to actually survive, we came together as communities. And I know some communities still do this. So the Jamaican community, we had something called Pardner, which allowed us to pull our money together and then buy houses. And then um, every month we would kind of put money in and it would be someone else's turn to either buy property, buy food or kind of provide for their families. Um, I know that in the Cameroonian culture, they do this in so many different cultures. They do this, especially in the Asian community and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and I think that is what Jay-Z was trying to say from my own interpretation. I don't think he was saying to an individual that you should buy a property and um, gentrify the area. I think he's trying to say that black people should come together, pull their money together and protect the area. Um, but obviously I do get the wrong word was used and that is an issue, but it is a message I personally do believe needs to be heard because we, as much as you can argue that capitalism is evil, capitalism is that we live in a capitalist society. And if you want to battle something that is oppressive like capitalism unfortunately you are going to have to either rise in the system or you're going to have to find a way to survive within it and currently capitalism is something we've only ever known um the uk i know there's this whole thing about jeremy corbyn and socialism etc cetera, etc cetera, and changing the kind of system that we we've grown up in but capitalism is all we've known like our entire lives and in the us it's exactly it's even worse capitalism is in their blood um, the American dream is based on capitalism, like mm -hmm. being is growing and becoming rich. That's basically what the values of America are. Um, obviously, there are some other ones as well, um, but that is the main value. And to be honest, I think what Jay-Z is saying is gentrification is going to happen whether you do something or not. So why not do something um, or at least try to do something? Because... He also said in there something about when black people move into the area, it devalues the property. Um, and that is something that's true when people look for schools. I remember in the UK a while ago, there was an app that someone created to show areas that were populated by black people. Um, so if someone wanted to move, like a white family wanted to move to an area, it would say um, if the area was heavily heavily populated by black people and then they could decide not to move there. It's a known thing. And... I think we shouldn't punish people for throwing out suggestions. I do understand the criticism, like I've said many times, but honestly, that's my opinion. Um, Jay-Z should use a different word, yes, but he said this now. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about the gentrification that's happening in all the major cities? What are we going to do about the fact that we don't own shit? Um, if you look at South Hall and um, if you look at... Uh, if you look at most of the Asian areas, and this isn't just to single out um, Asian people, because I know there's a vast majority of you from so many different countries and everything, and I'm respectful of that. But if you look, they own their areas. They own their homes. They invest within their communities. And rather than be like, why, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do that? I think there can be no issue in pulling our money together and making sure that the community survives and then figure out what we want to do about the the system that we live within, whether we decide to leave the country, because I mean, there's a heavy amount of, uh, there's a heavy, um, there's a high amount of black people, sorry, going back to different parts in Africa and in the Caribbean. And I do think that we need to decide what we need to do. But right now we are in a capitalist society 
and we need to decide what we need to do to protect ourselves against gentrification if we can um and this will be my last point sorry um i know you guys have things to say but i also understand the argument about not being able to pull your money in the first place because there are some people that live paycheck to paycheck most people in london live paycheck to paycheck um and what I'm, I'm what I'm not doing is saying that people that can't afford to pull their monies together should find a way or put themselves in more debt or whatever. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But like Jay-Z, what I believe I'm trying to do is provide a solution and kind of add context to um what's what the what's people are angry about and then at the same time what we should try to do. Um but like I said if if you know people or I do understand the argument that um, pulling your money together isn't an option for a lot of black people. Um, but the question is, what what should we do? I mean, hit us up. Let us know. That's pod. What do you think we should do? If gentrification in the context of what Jay-Z is trying to say, so black people buying the areas back isn't the answer, what is the answer? Or what would you suggest we do? Um, let us know, because I'm actually genuinely interested. This isn't coming from a place of malice. I actually want to know. Educate me. So D-A-T-S-P-O-D, Twitter, Instagram, or hit me up directly, Ease McKenzie. Cool. Um, Shopee? No. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so with the topic of uh, Jay-Z saying uh, to gentrify your own hoods before pe- other people do, I think that... I feel like I get... W- again, I get what the argument that it's it's bigger than what he said and like you have to kind of maybe look wider than it um i do get the people again i'm kind of regurgitating what eden said but in in some senses i do get why people would take um issue with what he said because of the optics of it because of how it looks because of gentrification in essence actually maybe not necessarily being a solution like gentrification in itself in the context of if we're just taking that word and the meaning that it means and what it does to communities and all of that and pushing people out of their areas and classism that's involved with that and all of the evils that are involved with what actually happens systemically with gentrification um i get why people would take massive issue with why he said that um in a wider tone i've i'm a person that liked number one liked 444 and number two resonated with some of the sentiments um on that album and i know it's not a lot of people's favorite jay-z album at all and i'm not saying it is his his best album by any stretch of the means of imagination but what i am saying is i resonated with the sentiments there and i saw exactly what he was trying to do in terms of um educate the hip-hop community educate his fellow rappers and learn from experience i remember i think he had a line or it was an interview that surrounded this album where he talked about yankee stadium and how he made a huge decision in not investing from it um earlier on before he even realized the context of what gentrification was and what it would do to his community and what it would do to the wider new york areas and suburbs and stuff but um yeah if we're looking at what if what people are assuming what jay-z means in terms of the um investing in your own communities investing in your own hood investing in people that look like you as well i would agree in doing that under the kind of system we're in the capitalist society and all of that but in essence um looking at things from a very um pragmatic point of view and from a very 
matter of fact point of view as well. I feel like under this system, whatever we try and do regardless, just because whatever, this is black people I'm talking to specifically, like whatever black people try and do. And even if we, I mean, if we were to come together tomorrow um, and for example, not invest in Nike, not invest in Adidas, not invest in all these kind of stuff. Yeah, systemically things would things would probably change into um and in terms of respect because of money and how it's viewed in this system, we'd probably get respect quicker because these brands would be like shit. Like our bags are royally fucked because black people invest quite a lot into brands such as that. But I feel like we're not again, this term comes about all the time. We're not a monolith. So I feel like under this system, in my lifetime, etc., I will educate the people that are in my immediate circle. I will try to educate my community when I learn something new, when I see some positive change, etc., etc. But on a mass level, for black, this is black people, not Asians, not whites. This is black people I'm talking to specifically. I don't feel like we will reach a proper solution in terms of when in terms of society, our position in society, in terms of what happens to us in this generation, just because of our collect our individualism, number one, like we're individuals, we don't think together, we are under a system which is actually against us on a day-to-day basis, and we take in those messages very consciously, unconsciously, with biases, with non-biases, like it's all consumed on a daily basis, and the influence is so strong at this point, and in the 21st century, it's at a mammoth level. So I agree, it's important to educate, it's important to try and battle it, but from what I see in our generation, and from even the generations that are alive who are older than us, I don't see a world in the 20, in 20, 30, 40, 50 years where we advance beyond, say, um, other groups or other social groups where we are hegemon or where we are, not even hegemon, where we're equal, where we're seen as equal. I don't see it. Like, in my lifetime, I feel like I will die. And what do you mean by for hegemon? No, forget hegemon. I meant equal. Um, that the... Um, equal in terms of on the same stance as other people level playing field etc etc that's what i meant forget hegemon um but But i don't yeah i just don't feel like we it's good and i as i said i will continue to educate i will continue to praise these messages i will continue to help in what way i could when i saw grenfell tower i went over and gave resources because i was helping my the people who are in my community and pocs generally but i don't feel like black people in this society this current system that we are in this all-encompassing system we will advance beyond the level that we're currently at will we advance like internally will there be more successful whether it be a black middle class whatever if people view that as success cool there there probably will be actually we've seen people in our community go to Cambridge whatever all this kind of stuff but in terms of my vision and what I see as progress and what I see like the equality vision and like um, us being seen as equal as the white man as the Asian woman whatever I don't feel like we will get to that place that's just my kind of interpretation but on the Jay-Z thing yeah I think I get why people would see the terminology why they would completely be against it but more widely I get what he was trying to say invest in your own community and all that kind of stuff and I would spread those messages invest in your community gentrification that's not a message I will promote and all that kind of stuff but if it's invest in your communities and pull together all that kind of stuff that Eden was just um saying 
I would promote that. But I just, yeah, that was just the wider point about I just don't see the, like, in our generation, in our generation, it may happen in the future, but in our generation, I just don't see it. Like but it's interesting things. you say that because our generation is a generation where black women are the most educated um, subgroup in the UK yeah. um, and in the US. And um, in terms of earners, they're actually doing quite well as well. So I, I, I don't know. If the end goal is to become equal to white people, then I think that is going to be an issue. Um, but in the same sense, I think that the power struggle is it's changing um, around the world. So you'll see that Asia and um, a few other countries like uh, Russia, <coughs> places like that, they're gaining more political influence. And as a result, some of the systems that we've grown up in are changing. I mean, if you look at, just to get into technology again. So 5G is supposed to be coming soon and there's this whole battle because Huawei, the manufacturers, are um, they've, they've figured out how to deliver it and um, there's this whole fear about China becoming the first people to kind of like Im implement it around the world and yeah. they're naming it like the same thing as when the Russians were trying to go to space before the US. Yeah. And um, so that's just an example of the power dynamics that are changing. Um, you've got the Chinese that are moving to the Caribbean now and all these other countries and stuff. But I do believe that because we're so spread out and there's this whole thing about black people going back to um, Africa and different parts of Africa, sorry, and going back to um, the Caribbean, I do think there is an opportunity for us to actually pool our resources um, and actually work together so that we can own more things there are do um, you think going back to africa because there's been there's another narrative where people go back to africa start their own companies and stuff and just exploit the black people over there mm. like the African no that is that that is a complete point I, I hate to use it as like a continent but like the yeah the Af the people in the african countries like they start like nigeria ghana etc they they exploit them like, yeah, yeah. So just no to, no, no i get no i completely understand no i understand what you mean because that is gentrification that is um the gentrification that people actually fear jay-z was kind of talking about yeah. or the kind of connotation of the word that he was using um, I don't think it's just that though. I just think I was not trying to speak, but here I am. Um, capitalism inherently is exploitive. There's always going to be winners and losers. So whether black people rise to the top, there's always going to be someone that's going to be less off, that's going to be benefiting less than the other. Yeah. There's always going to be that case. And whether you invest in your neighborhoods or not, people are going to be pushed out. So even if it's an all black neighborhood, you're going to push out the poorest black one. people. Mm. Yeah. So that's my two cents you can continue but what was that in conjunction to what what were you making that point towards you was you was saying that that's the um type of gentrification that people are fearing jay-z was talking about but gentrification capitalism in general is it, it's a negative thing it's no no so what i meant thing. was because nick said that if people go back to africa they will exploit the african workers Mm -hmm. And what I was saying was, yes, because that is the gentrification that people are afraid of. Mm. So people, so um, the gentry, so black people that are influential moving back to Africa yeah. mm -hmm. and then building businesses and then exploiting people who have slightly less money than they do and resources. Mm. Um, and that was the point that I was making. Yeah. Um, but that would happen in the States as well, though, or the UK. In terms of? People, um, black people rise to the a higher tax bracket than others but they've been okay yeah i i do i get so that because that, at the end of the day it's all about business all about money it's all about capital capital mm. it's like 
And that's why I say that's the point where I'm saying that under this system, I just don't see it for black people getting to a, as a whole, like, or collective, I just don't see, or enough of them to be saying, oh, yeah, that's, okay, that's, like, the majority of black people being on a level playing field with yeah. the others. I just feel like... There's no way you can democratise capitalism, basically. That is, like, I feel like people are trying to, like, work out a way of trying to, like, make it democratised. This system is just evil. Like, this system is, it just, exactly. it's literally just a system. And I know we haven't literally, in our generation, in near generations just beyond us, we have not seen a system which purports um equality across all but what i am saying just because we haven't seen that doesn't mean we can't critique the system we're currently in like why are we paying for x y da, 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 z that's what that's my thing so it's just like you can still critique people have this thing where if you don't have the solution why are you critiquing you can crit literally critique you can critique crap capitalism very clearly there are winners and losers that the american dream inherently is for a minority uh, it's not a, it's a, like it's a, a wide amount of people will not achieve the american dream it's a psyche to get you in the, the oh it's to, a trap it's a trap it's yeah, a psyche it's a to get you to work every single day and it's the exactly. same thing of the aspirational there's still going to be winners and losers yeah obviously i aspire to have a good life a comfortable life etc and i'll still i'll always under this system i won't give up because once you die you die that's it so why would you just why would you live as a tramp in this if you can like if you can advance, why would you not advance? So I'd still try and advance and live comfortably, but that's not going to make me suddenly love capitalism. I don't. I don't love waking up at five or six and then going to work. I don't love having two days to myself, three days on some bank holidays. I don't love, you know, having to stay extra when your work's not... I, I, like, I don't love that mm -hmm. shit. Like, it's not... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not a positive thing. Like, we're... I feel like all these things are psyches to get us to just accept the system we're currently in. And as you said, like, we don't... We've never had an alternative system. I get that. Mm -hmm. But if we if we even got to spend like half the time, uh, like a lot of us, if we got to spend more than half the time actually looking at solutions or trying to figure out or test different things. And I know there's scientists, there's people dedicated to that, there's researchers, there's PhDs and all that kind of stuff that are looking at this kind of work. But I feel like if we all, or a lot of us pulled together or just, you know, dabbled with some ideas and stuff like that, there'd definitely be a better system, whether it maybe it I'd, didn't. But I don't know if that's, if that's feasible. I don't know if you can really overthrow or destabilize the system we're in. And I know there's obviously yeah. these other theories and, you know, we have Marx and whatnot and these other theorists and philosophers, philosophers you know, talk about socialism and communism and all these things. But where across history have they really taken any taken unless you both can give me an example of socialist societies or other societies in the world that kind of use a different apparatus that's not capitalism i just feel like last year it's gonna happen work hard try your best and that's that's it but i just i just feel in terms of the jay-z thing it was a case of you know of you know semantics and you know he wasn't using the correct wording which is ironic because he's a rapper and he is quite articulate but whatever um you know i understand why people were upset but i agree with both your sentiments that you should just generally invest in your own communities but at the end of the day even doing that it comes at a cost and you are going to eventually because you're going to you and your friends and your other associates are going to rise to this level and rise to these positions and you're going to have to you're going to have to push out 
the ones who aren't mm. helping the dream. And it's even happening on The Shy. If any of you watch that show, I know Nick and I watch that. Yeah. This is actually like a, a current storyline in the last couple of episodes. How like even how you have pe- black people, black women who are literally having the money and the resources to like buy mass property. But you have one woman who's like, get those niggas out. I want people who can pay and afford these households. I'm not trying to help low income families. I'm not trying to help um, people of less means. I want only a certain kind of black people. And I was like, and I, and I watched the episode. I'm like, this is mad because you think that she's a black woman. This character is like, oh, skin folk ain't Kim. Exactly, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. When you become, when you bec- um, get into these kind of positions, you're gonna become something that you didn't even plan on becoming. Mm. You may have you come in, you may come in Boy. with the intentions of, oh, I'm gonna do this and save the world. I'm gonna do Malcolm X and Asata Shakur and all this other shit, and then. You're gonna start. You're gonna get into the mindset of, oh shit, business. What's my bottom line? What's their bottom line? Mm, How what's gonna, gonna keep me employed? Thank you. What's gonna make sure that my family is good? Because yeah. inherently we are selfish people. Which is why I always say humans, humans are, are shit. Yeah, humans is human nature. Hum- like, no, no, yeah. not human nature. Humans are shit. <laughs> no, is it like from, <laughs> no these these things? Like if we were truly living in the animal kingdom, like all this kind of stuff. Listen, all these fucking niceties that people do. I'm telling exactly. you right now, people will just like be dead. I feel like people are just for trying food, people, like literally. People are just trying to like spread some sort of cloakal kind of like euphemism over all of this. Like no, like wh- whatever side of the coin you're looking at, it's shit. It's crap. There are alternatives though. And like people, we just look at all these rappers and we look at Jay's as like the beacon of like black royalty and like that's the, and and you know in, and in some respects you should like look up to people like him like you know he's done very well for himself and um, there definitely are some values you can take from his life story and his career i appreciate that and i do get that but i just don't think it's it's wise to really act like there's like a positive spin on any of this because there's not. Well, no, okay. Because so even, even there, there if, are even alternatives. Even if we're shopping. keeping it a buck, if we're keeping it 100, okay, I'm here now. <laughs> um, even some of your favorite activist people, oh, they're God. not for us. <laughs> shopping. And there's one. There person, was a name I was. There's one person in my head not, right I'm now, but I am not gonna say I'm that. Not, we're not saying it on mic. We're not because. We're not doing it. But I feel like, especially the African-American listeners we have, you we're know, not going you know to spew names about. on the mic. It's quiet <laughs> for everyone today. Uh, if you just go, if you go on Google or a nice Twitter thread, you're going to see we're some interesting going rhetoric. to put people on and blast interesting today. <laughs> we're not and doing And even that. some of our older activists, we're going back to the 50s and 60s. There were some interesting characters within those Groups two. Hello, Elaine Brown. Oh, she, oh, uh, <laughs> See, this, this is what I'm saying. So let, let's dead this topic. It's Wait, done. but I just, I just want to throw something in there. So, in the this will be my last point. So, on the topics of capitalism, like nothing ever improving because of capitalism and stuff like that, there are very variations to capitalism that are actually helping people. So, if we look in Switzerland or Sweden, I always get confused. I think it's one of the two. Um, so, there is a system where some people are actually just paid to just study and to just live their lives. And there is kind of this thing about how eventually, when um, we are kind of useless because of technology and stuff like that there will be a system that will allow us to 
basically asked for a basic income, which is like um, asking for a, the percentage of billionaires or like the one percent to basically sort of fund us to survive. Yeah. So there are situations and there are things that could potentially happen. Sorry, guys, it's raining really heavily right now, and I can hear it on the mic. Um, but yeah, there are some things that can potentially make society better and kind of improve situations. But yeah, um, that's all I had to say. Capitalism is something that will affect us for the rest of time unless it changes soon. But right now, obviously, we're stuck in the system. But on a positive note, things could change. So let's let's be slightly positive. Let's be positive because that's people come right. here for, you know, happiness sometimes. Honestly, so, on a micro level, like invest in your communities and stuff like that, you can see positive change on a micro level. <laughs> on a micro level that's what i'll say also that's what i'll say micro level so we can focus micro level that's where you can kind of get your serotonin and do all of that shit. <laughs> like you know yeah okay so next news topic so um chris brown has made the news waves again um unfortunately he wasn't able to stay out of it for you know, for a long period of time, but he this time he's clapped back at churches. Is that how we pronounce them? I would guess so. Yeah, yeah churches. Okay. Yeah. After the band slam artists who work with predators and abusers, so Chris Brown wrote an impassioned response to the Scottish band Churches after they slammed their recent collaborator um, Marshmallow for working with predators and abusers mentioning brown and rapper tiger in their post um so chris brown has fired back um at them obviously because they they criticized um they criticized marshmallow for obviously working with predators and abusers um so in the message they wrote we are really upset confused and disappointed by marshmallow's choice to work with tiger and chris brown we like and respect Mello as a person, but working with people who are predators and abusers enables excuses and ultimately tactfully endorses um, that behavior. So that is not something we can or will stand behind. In response to the band's Instagram post, um, Chris Brown left a comment underneath um, and labeled them a bunch of losers. So in his comment, he wrote capitals, a um, bunch of losers, full stop. These are, the, these are the type of people I wish walked in front of a speeding bus full of mental patients. Keep groveling over you, over, I think it meant to say your own, but you own. Yeah, the grammar wasn't the best between him and Tiger. Yeah, groveling over your own insecurities and hatred, and then it goes into something else, and he says in capitals, I'm black and proud. Which I don't stop. understand. <laughs> this is why I think, am I imagining this, or did this really happen? But I'm um, full stop, and I know it, well, I think he meant to like not even put a full stop but okay um, I'm black and proud and I know it hurts that you guys are struggling with or peace so you are forced to see my success you aren't even full stop you aren't even number two remember second place only means you lost first I love um, how Nick is saying the punctuation is always he's speaking <laughs> <Sorry>. exclamation mark <laughs> ta ta full stop good day 
peasants with a kiss emoji, a heart emoji, a dancing emoji, and a dancing lady in the red dress emoji. Um, <laughs> Tiger also responded to Church's statement writing, where I think this is a slightly better response, but he's like, um, I think it's meant to say we. Where he's yeah. he spent he's, he's, he, he spotted incorrectly. Yeah. So we're all God's <laughs> children. Full stop. Everyone makes mistakes. Can you just clarify that he spelled where as in where? As yeah, he did. He spelled like where as where. Um, yeah, saying those two words are making my head hurt right now. But um, everyone makes mistakes. No one's perfect. Let's keep the energy. I just don't get how raps the songwriters have poor grammar, but you know. Pardon? Never mind. <laughs> Let's keep the energy positive. Full stop. So that was the statement. Following all of this shenanigans, to say the least, um, Church's lead singer has been forced out of her home because of Chris Brown and Tiger fans. Now, this is a separate issue. Now. Are you being serious? Yeah. So, Lauren Mayberry, the lead singer, I don't know why I'm like smiling right now, but like this is just pathetic to me. So, this whole situation, I'm just like, what the hell? But yeah, lead singer of the Scottish band Church's, she tweeted that she's having to move house. After fans of Chris Brown and Tiger sent her death threats following her comments on their collaboration with Marshmallow, as just specified. So that is all to date, we I believe, that has happened with Churches and Chris Brown and Tiger. Um, what, what, what does that mean? How do you get forced out of your house? I don't. I, don't, I guess she's just their getting so many death, death threats, threats that she's ah. kind of scared that she's gonna actually get a, like something's gonna happen. Come so. to our house. I didn't know that Team Breezy mobilized like that. Still, I didn't know that they had enough. Well, I, I didn't know that enough people in the continent of Europe like <laughs> cared to that. Extent. Oh yeah, that's like, the point. You know, it's weird because Chris Brown obviously has. Oh no, but he has Will been able to. Europe? What's that got to do with anything? I just didn't think that Chris Brown had as... Well, to be honest, he does still chart quite big here. But, like, I just didn't think that there was... People cared You know churches, that churches are known around the world, right? They're Scottish, though. No, not churches. I mean Chris Brown's fans. That's what I'm saying. I didn't think enough Do they had that vim, like, to be like, oh, shit, like, we're going to really send you, like, this many death threats to the, to the point where you're not you want to move house. Like, I didn't know that that presence was mm. that intense. Like, it's a bit, it's a bit wild to me that, like... I just didn't know that. still did that shit. I like, didn't I mean, know that. I mean, obviously, fans all, like, stand, we had our stand conversation, but it's, yeah, it's just a bit, it's a bit intense over that yeah. situation. But I didn't know that Team Breezy was still mobilising like that because wouldn't they be in... Are we really using the word mobilise? Like, why not? wouldn't really use that for a group like this but, but they are mobilizing they're coming together for a purpose that's mobilization am i lying uh, okay um i didn't know that team breezy could congregate is that better <laughs> so i didn't know that team breezy could congregate oh. together um for situations like this um and also i i I don't understand this whole situation. I do obviously understand calling out abusers and um, pedophiles on Tiger side, but I don't understand the kind of need for Chris Brown to respond 
on on Instagram of all places. And also, Do does you think he? Tiger's a pedophile. That's what people are saying because of the situation with Kylie Jenner, because she was sixteen when they got together. Okay. Um. Yeah, they, that, that's that question. that's what the um post was on Instagram. They were saying that abu- working with abusers or predators, predators which is what um they were referring to Tiger as. Um, what was I saying? I can't remember what I was saying. Basically, why is Chris Brown on Instagram doing what his publicist should do? Does he even have a publicist? Maybe one has a publicist. So I don't understand why he's on Twitter spelling things incorrectly. Yeah, wouldn't go on their Instagram. Exactly. So I just don't understand the need for it. What should have happened i believe is someone should have released either like a, a press release or something along those lines no so what just leave it just ignore it. ignore it okay so that's probably the way to do it then so i don't understand why chris it's brown the did this first time chris brown's been singled out by an artist and it's not gonna be the last unfortunately his legacy and career will forever be stained by those violent allegations well not even allegations well his violent past mm. or present so life you're just going to have to deal with this. Uh, that's mm. where the cookie crumbles. Because people are actually getting onto him now because um, on Instagram he wished um, Rihanna something. He said something to Rihanna. Mm. And he said, I uh, can't wait to the album or something like that. And then um, <laughs> the Navy were just like, leave him, leave her alone in capitals. Why are you adding her and stuff like that? <laughs> um, which I get, obviously, domestic abuse and David stuff. David did that too. What, delete it fat? No, like... Chris Brown commented on one of her pictures and then Damien Lovato replied, leave Rihanna alone. Really? This was like two years ago. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Demi Lovato. <laughs> he told her. <laughs> he actually sent Demi Lovato. <laughs> and the thing is, I know oh, this was Demi, Skyscraper. Demi, Demi Lovato Demi, as well. Demi, Demi, Demi. <laughs> Just focus, focus on... <laughs> Focus on that recovery. That's <laughs> well, she, she didn't relapse by this point. Oh, that's good. That's really Before good. She relapsed, but still, I remember but seeing Yeah, that. focus on that. Yeah. Like, focus on that. No, I respect yeah. that, though. Defending. I respect, I yeah, respect yeah, it. I don't, I, I don't... It's a bit random that she people would say that, but I'm not mad at her. I'm not mad at like, like, fair. Wow. Sunny of a chance, you know. But, um... Yeah, so that's my opinion on Chris Brown in churches. Um, To be honest, yeah, like, it's... It is what it is, isn't it? Like, it, it, it just kind of... I just <laughs> need Chris Brown to grow up. Like, you know, I think the article said 32-year-old. Like, we are very accustomed to adulthood or whatever the age you are. You're, you're in your 30s, you know. You're a man. You're not pushing 30. You're in your 30s now. You're a big so, man, you know. Big man. Kids. Baby on board, you know. So it's time to just... Take the drugs out of your system, pump that stomach, you know, rehab again, you know. Um, and I'm not vegetables. even I'm not even trying to make light of that, make fun of that, but like at this time, Chris Brown, big Utahs, like get yourself <laughs> to rehab. It's time. Detox you know, phone cleanse. on phone with the mother, you know. Airplane mode. Airplane mode for how long? Stay out of the studio. Um, you got a new Stay album coming out the studio. Yeah. I In- heard the album is coming. Indigo, led, yeah, Indigo, which led to this next bit of commentary. I haven't said my bit yet, but after Chopin's bit, but yeah, big Utahs, like literally big Utahs. Get yourself the right help, like because you've got the money. You know, the money is still in abundance. It's still there. Um, 
you know, Tiger's managed to actually stay out of trouble, you know, but now obviously there's this. And the way he responded was more Diplomatic. respectable, you know. Um, Tiger took his L and, you know, you know, he's just trying to move on and get these hot 100s, you know, that's what he's trying to do. So Chris Brown... I don't, while I don't want to see you on the Hot 100, which you'll, you're going to make or an appearance iTunes, this summer, Music, you're going to make Spotify, an appearance. Or the box, or MTV. You will be there. A show, at a festival. You will I be there. On, um, on radio. Until, until 2023. I don't see any YouTube video. But we will definitely, we have seen audio form this week, which was unfortunately a song. Um, but which wasn't good. Chris Brown, I have press play. I haven't pressed play and I won't. It's exactly so what you think it is. It's exactly what I think. Oh, the marshmallow one. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not it's pressing exactly play. It it's is. quiet. It's mute. Forever mute. Um, at this day and age. But um, yeah. Shoppe, what are your thoughts before I dissect some I questions I had for the fans? I just wanna your fans. I just wanna quickly the say fans. no. Um, <laughs> just speak on the topic. I just wanna quickly say that I don't. I just think it's time. For Chris, Chris Brown to stop being defensive at this point. Whether you agree with the criticisms laid on you, you know that's your public image. You know, so people think of you. And you know deep down that they're justified to think these things. So there's no point of even trying to be defensive anymore. And I don't understand why you mentioned that you're a black man. Like, I just, I, that was the bit that puzzled me the most. I'm a black and proud. Like, I, I don't see what that's got to do with the situation. They weren't coming for you being a nigger or being a black person. They were saying you're an abuser, which you are. <laughs> um, so I, I just, I'm just confused. I just don't understand where the defense, this defensive behavior is coming from. You know, like Nick said, Tiger took his L. He did his best diplomatic response and moved on. You should have done the same because many people have come for you in the past. You know, we've had a lot of country people come for you too. Um, other artists have come for you too. And you've said nothing. I don't know why this time you felt the need and you were compelled to speak. And yeah, grow up. <laughs> um, so... Segwaying, I did promise that I would speak about these topics, so I will. Um, so Chris Brown, obviously in other news, he's got, um, as Eden revealed, he's got that album coming out, <laughs> that um, album. Indigo, which will be released. And it's going to be another double album. Which will be released this summer. Featuring Drake, Tory Lanez. Uh, yeah, her. I'm surprised at that feature actually. Why they weren't all together? Oh, that's true. Yeah, featuring just a lot of artists who I know are going to sound terrible on the production that Chris Brown. Just How Chris Brown could do a nice R and B duet I together? It's possible. It's very possible. Think so. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't. Chris Brown, Jenny, I had a great so. duet. I. Chris Brown works well with female R and B singers actually. Yeah, he does. I'm good. No, he does. I'm he works good. very well with female. That's R&B great. Artists. That's great. But it will sound redundant. And I know it. So her can do... No, but the features the that he has with the women sound different. They don't it's, sound the it's same. It's fine. But, you know, it's fine. Her's an obvious choice, but... Her, it you know, it's song. fine. Her will do her bit. I'll pre- maybe press play on half of that. But I'll turn it off when, you know, <laughs> Breezy <laughs> enters the stage. But um, the beginning of the song. Anyway. <laughs> I'll forward it. Anyway. I... This led me. So the news of Indigo, unfortunately... 
led me to have to answer. <laughs> I love the way. Why are we lamenting over the fact that Chris Hunt's releasing an album? Unfortunately, <laughs> we're actually lamenting. The, that's how you know how far he's gone down. We are actually. <sighs> we are not even excited at the fact that this man is releasing an album. We don't care. <laughs> so. This is what I had to present to people on twitter.com. Following the news that I found out that he was releasing Indigo, I had to ask two questions. So I asked on Thursday afternoon, the 2nd of May, 2019. I asked, do you think... (laughs) I asked, do you think Chris Brown will create a quality album again in his career? Okay. In his ever... Yes. Oh, I didn't read it properly then. Again. Okay. So out of 585 voters, thank you for giving your insight. 25% said yes. 25% said unsure. And 50% said no. So that's the first question. I wonder what it would have been if you got rid of unsure. Pardon? If you got rid of unsure, I wonder what the percentage would have been. Would have been, wouldn't have been good. I don't think. Do you think they would have just said no? And then the second question that I asked on Friday. I didn't know you asked that question. That's another question. I did. And this one, you know, 104 loyal voters came back (laughs) for round two. So we asked how many quality albums does Chris Brown have in his current discography? So I will label the albums that are in his discography. So we've got the self-titled, which is obviously Chris Brown, then exclusive, graffiti, fame, fortune, X, royalty, and then heartbreak on a full moon. Now I will tell you the answers and then I want your answers and then I'm going to give my two pence. So 20% said none in his current discography. Oh, that's a lie. That's bullshit. 18% said one. 30% said two. And more than two specified said 32%. Now, there's been an array of answers. We've had exclusive being the only option. Four, in my opinion, Chris Brown exclusive fame. Brackets, low-key slapped. X. We've had more than two self-titled exclusive fame. Chris, more than two exclusive graffiti fame. So I'm glad no one said fortune. I'm glad no one said fortune. We know fortune is for the bin. Really. And royalty. And the bits of heartbreak on the full moon I did. For hear. me to scrape, use the CD to scrape my plate. <laughs> My thing with Chris Brown is, I shall let Eden and Nick go first. I have a lot to say on this. Well, all I can say on this topic is... I have several things. Um, what s- albums pop? What are the quality <laughs> albums for Chris Brown? So for Chris Brown, I've got, f- I think, five. I think I counted five. What's Eden has five? Well, even of course, Eden, you had four. Wait, no, no, wait, hold on. Chopper, you had four. Five, yeah, but that's, five. That, that's the only option. What pop- do you mean? It has to, four is the most for him. I've got Chris Brown. Yep. And then I've got exclusive. Yep. Then I've got um, graffiti. Nope. Uh, and that's the one you said no to. Um, and then I had fame. Yep. And I also had X. Was it X? I think it was X. I think so. 
Woo, five. So um, let's let Eden do his analysis first, then Nick will go. I don't have an analysis. That was really it. I was just going to say that um, the last time I spoke about Chris Brown, somebody came on my <laughs> somebody came for my neck on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Um, someone came for my neck on... Um, What's it? Not Ask FM. What's it called now? Curious Cat. And they were just like, why are you talking about abusers? Um, why do you support Chris Brown and stuff like that? Um, so I'm staying out of this topic for now. Also, fuck that question because that pissed me off. What question? No, not the fucking um, Curious Cat shit. Oh. <laughs> I was why you even opened your... <laughs> was it even a question? Anyway. What do you mean, why? I don't, don't know why you'd uh, even go on Curious Cat. But that's just me. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, Chris Brown. So, in terms of whether Chris Brown will create a quality album again no. in his career, no. I personally feel. I <laughs> personally feel. You get your time in a minute. I personally feel that Chris Brown under his current state of mind, will not create a quality <laughs> album again in his career because he's not focused. He's not, he's not, hasn't got the right people around him from what i Is he I've not seen. focused though? Like his work rate, like he's very productive. So can we say he's not focused? He's not focused not good. on the right things. So yes, he has a great work rate which I feel like, disclaimer, is because of the drugs. But yeah, anyway, he has a great <laughs> work rate, okay? But if you're working in the direction of nothing, of substance, then it's quiet. That's it, it's quiet. Like, it is mute, it is off, it is quiet. Heartbreak on a full moon will never see me, will never see my ear, will never see my opinion, because it's too long and from what <laughs> the snippet said from what the snippet said whatever however many you want to dabble in and call an album you can fucking do that shit but i'm not pressing play ever in this life as i said before when it was released during season one okay so it will not be played Nicholas will never give an opinion. Nick Terrell will never give a opinion on the album because it will never be played, okay? I don't care if it's the best thing since whatever. I will not press play on the album. It's too long. So that's my thoughts on whether he will create a quality album. In terms of what I personally feel like are his quality albums because he does, luckily, you know, have quality albums in his studiography, I will not even ever call graffiti a quality album. I'm sorry, it will never be royalty, quiet, heartbreak. Graffiti does have some great songs though. That's what there I said. There are some really to good someone, songs. On to someone who replied, who would even who would ever even put graffiti? I was like, there's some good records on there. Like, there's loads of good songs. There's, 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 there's some good some records songs on, there. on there. There's some good records. Hello, so, falling down. Crawl. Graffiti. Claw. We love a bit Crawl. Claw. Oh, we love a bit okay. of claw. Graffiti not quality album as a collective okay so i would say exclusive is definitely gonna be one of his best projects today okay we all know that rule team off the table is quiet <laughs> x by fortune. really fortune. see this is what i'm talking <clears throat> fortune okay, was leftovers from fame so and he's said that in interviews so we're gonna just put that on the i think that was supposed to be a double um, album i think same i think, I think he loves though. a good double album mm. um as I said, graffiti is off the table. So what we have left <laughs> is fame, um, exclusive and self-titled. And 
The self-titled, do you know what? I'll give it. You know, there's two, so there's two on the table. Yeah. And fame, Ooh, my, my fame, 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 fame. <sighs> like I, I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna give it. To I was him. about I'm to say. Fame. I'm gonna allow fame. Okay. So there's okay. three for me. There's three for me. Official solo Ooh. albums. And if because people wanted to try. Oh, a fan of a fan's wanting to. Yeah, try it off the table. Tiger and Chris no. album on the table. Wait, wait, wait. The EP it or the album? Is quiet. No, no, no. The okay? EP or the. Quiet. No, no, wait. Both no, no, no. Both of it is mute. No, 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 no. No, not the EP. No, not the EP. No. Whatever, man. Not the mixtape. Not the mixtape. The mixtape was good. The album is quiet the mixtape was good I'm that's gonna fine lie. and it's a mixtape it's not an album yeah that's so, what i'm saying and yeah e- and even then it was okay no so <laughs> but yes that the fan of a fan it's, it's, it's no it's, it's, it's gone it's gone it's off the table Do you know what i'm seeing in my head that was that's, to help that, that was to that's help his tigers. equivalent of what time time to be alive that I was tiger that was tigers say try, trying to save tiger's career that's what that was but tiger realized later on that he didn't need chris brown to do that so it's fine okay? what kind of outlandish statement is that what that T- he what need- tiger didn't need chris brown to save his career no he didn't are you being s- literally he's had how many well, he's had a f- like one or two, whatever. But like in the but last year, there's been a year, resurgence in Tiger's career. There's been a resurgence and it's not because in Tiger's of Chris career. Brown. It, it has been because of Chris Brown. Brown. How, sir? Because of so fan of <laughs> Don't sell me. Don't sell me. That album from <laughs> four years ago. Wait, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Eden. Eden. Wait, wait, wait. Eden. Wait, wait. wait. Let me, let what do you mean? Let me dissect this. So this guy here, Eden, is trying <laughs> to make the argument that fan of a fan set Tiger up to have the Whoa. No, that's not what I'm saying. Because of Chris Brown. Huh? Because of Chris Brown. Yes, because that saved no one's that saved, career. didn't do anything for Tiger's career. It was mute. The album came and went. It didn't do anything for Tiger's career. Can winner, winner, chicken dinner. It didn't win. What? So that's it. What? It's literally quiet. What is, what is it? Talk? Winning what? It, it didn't, do, didn't <laughs> do what it needed to do. So it's quiet. That's it. I so disagree personally. That's Can you explain fine. why? Before I get into my analysis, because mine's going to take a while. I need you to explain this. I just think that... Would Chris Brown do that allow Tiger to have a resurgence? Oh, no, no, not a resurgence. I do think that the album contributed towards Tiger's rise. No, it didn't. Because he was falling off at that point. And he fell off afterwards. Like, he fell off, off the cliff. Yeah, but that was after that. He came back Into the ocean, sharks ate him. It was quiet. It was the the end. He was a full-time Kardashian by this point. But that was because of his his issues that he had with his label. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Chris Brown did nothing for his career. I'm so sorry. He really did, though. Fan of a Fan Fan of a Fan was how many years ago? I think it was 2012. No, the album. Oh, I'm not talking about the album. I'm not talking about the album. I'm talking about the EP. That did nothing for his career. The mixtape, whatever. That did nothing for his career. I'm sorry, I'm with Nick on this one. I, okay, I don't care. You two can be with each other. You I am saying, I am saying, no, but I am saying, I know, and I, I'm not wrong, but I'm saying what I'm saying, and that is it. Okay. It is what it is. But this and is, you're not wrong. This is okay. also the same person that thinks Trigger is one of Trey Song's best top three albums, but you know, we're not going to do that today. So, anyway, it is now my turn. So, Nick, what was the first question you asked? If we are bringing ammo to the podcast, just let me know. Just let me know. I'll come with receipts. I swear on everything, I'll come with receipts. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> we can, do you know what? We can receive some quality. No, no, next that's not. Week. That's not. We can continue this conversation next week. And everyone gets the chance to go and collate their receipts. Shop is moving very mad. Shop is moving mad. And you have a, a, a very odd idea of history. What do you mean? Because <laughs> I, I refuse. I like deuces. 
I like Juicy. I honestly I cannot I like believe Juicy. you're actually That's trying to song for me. hinge fan of a fan. The, the what? Of Wait, the album or the mixtape? But whatever. No, regardless. it's not whatever because there's a difference. Okay, EP. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That's still incorrect. It's not. Inc- <laughs> it's not incorrect. Anyway. Oh, oh shopping. 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 My turn to speak. I swear to God, I'm gonna I unplug all the equipment. Questions. I'm actually gonna <laughs> unplug all the equipment. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. So Shopee is trying me today. So Shopee is I trying me. This so I don't even care. You're you're trying me today. Anyway. You're trying me. <laughs> I'm going to unplug all no, the equipment. I hate you two so much. I swear to God. Swear to God. So anyway, um, ladies and gentlemen. Question. I can't believe this man served me on this podcast, you know. I saw everyone. No, okay. I say sir like a thousand times a day. Sir, sis. All I've got to say is I... I'm not a Beyonce hater. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I am not a Beyonce hater. Again, just have to let everyone know that Shopee was wrong. Bro. Oh, both of you were chatting last some shit week. on the last two weeks, but you know, chatting we'll some that. shit with, with because where? there were some comments you made late um, last year off off um, off the record. But you know that is fine. I'll bring lie. it on the record. We're discussing Chris Brown bring right now. Wait, hold on, wait, let's be careful. Bring what we bring into the we bring into the record? Wait, we're, what we we're say? We're discussing Chris Brown. We're discussing Chris Brown right now. No, no, no. You can't make a general point okay. like that. No, you can't. So, no, I'm, wait, I'm, no, 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 you can't. You had no. to speak about Chris Brown. Yeah, but you made a general point before that. What did we say no, outside? My, I was speaking about Chris Brown point before. Then, we, then Nick brought Beyonce again. I'm discussing Chris Brown. That's what I'm here to do today. Anyway, so to answer the first question, ladies and gentlemen, is now <laughs> I'm speaking. Shelby is just moving forward today. I swear to God. So does Chris Brown Nick. have the quality? Talk sorry, to your boy. Will he release a quality album? Hell the fuck again. no. And I, I will say this though, I will be slightly nice. I have said he does have the talent and he has shown with particular songs across all his albums, even the shitty ones, that he does, the potential is there to make a really good, qualitative, potentially classic album. But there's just a variety of reasons as to why that won't happen. One is Chris, not Chris, Nick said. Um, He's not in the right state of mind. He's drugged up and he is just on another level of just being a nigger, basically. That's first and foremost. Secondly, he has a lot of yes men around him. Thirdly, he has this weird idea that he is like making, for some reason, he thinks he's making innovative music and innovative videos. It's like, you're literally doing nothing different. You've made the same album five times in a row. Like there's literally nothing you're doing that is fresh or new anything and he's just so still at this point in career just so concerned with being played in the club trying to get the club hits and being played on the radio still at this time in your life still at this time in your life understand you need to you would have some club bangers that's fine we can do that with quality so that's the first question it's never gonna happen i don't think because he's too arrogant he's too much of an idiot he'd um I don't. I think he's very self-contained, but in a way that doesn't even allow himself to expand his own mind. I think he just he just thinks that what I do is greater than everyone else's. I'm the male Beyonce, as he says, and all da 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 da. Who's on my level? Blah 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 blah. I'm Michael Jackson. Like no, sir, no the fuck you are not. Anyway, you don't even have an album like Invincible, so that's that on that. Secondly, the second question: What are his um quality albums? Um, Chris, this is my thing. I'm going to preface this by saying this. So even the ones that I do think are quality, none, none of them are perfect. None of them are perfect. I can honestly say, even the albums which are 
by and by mostly solid. There's no album on there which I can say start to finish is banging. There's filler across all those albums. There's some trash on some of those albums. Hello X. Like X, I thought was a very solid album, a very great album. There is some awful songs on that album. <laughs> awful. That came from his heart. Songs on that album. <laughs> some terrible songs on that album. That actually came from his heart. <laughs> Have you, like, did you, does anyone press play on Body Shots? Does he even re- does he even remember that song? I can't remember it. Thank you. There's some trash <laughs> on some of those albums. But taking that aside, what do I feel are, um, in general, his solid, most, best, qualitative albums? Yes, his first album. Exclusive, which in my opinion is his best work. Um, Wait, his first album? No, it's exclusive. It's his best album. Oh, I thought he said first album. His first album was great. He said, he, he said his first album, so it would be a quality, but then he was said exclusive. So he, then he said exclusive would be... Okay. In my opinion, that, I, think that's, I think that's his best work. So, so far, I've got two for you. Um, what do you mean? Two albums that you like. And then um, Fame, generally, overall, a solid album. Yep. But that was like one of the albums where I feel like it was a great album, but there were some trash songs on there. There were some terrible songs on there. Um, but generally a solid project. And then what was after that? Fortune, hell the fuck no. <laughs> uh, hell no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> what was after that? Um, X. X was, a, I feel like that was a great, and at this thing, I remember when it came out, I said, if Chris Brown continues in this direction, we're going to get a classic album from him because there was some great, he was actually like experimenting. He's actually trying new things sonically, vocally. Like Lost in the Love was a great song. And what else was on that? Drunk Texting, I love that song. Even even the generic songs, they had heat. Like Came to Do was a very generic song, but it was a great song. Ooh, wait, was Came to Do, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a banger. Maybe X is an album. <laughs> maybe, maybe then put it back. Royalty, maybe royalty, I'm gonna give my thoughts on royalty. Hot garbage. <laughs> so those are my thoughts on royalty. Oh, and then um, heartbreak on a galaxy. Whatever that other heartbreak. <laughs> heartbreak on a galaxy. Um, Matt said heartbreak on a galaxy, <laughs> not a moon. A galaxy, bitch. A galaxy. Like whatever that was. You know, I know that was fifty-six tracks. I can honestly say, as of twenty nineteen, I really heard about seven. <laughs> more than me that's all I can oh, say right now because unlike Nick I actually did have the intention of checking it out but great you have a great I just, ear I just patience I said, intention keyword I had the intention and then I, it just it just came down to it that I just was not really bothered to sit down and listen to 56 songs especially when I know the kind of artist Chris Brown is I just knew it was going to be mm-hmm. boiling well, hot garbage and that's Eric, exactly. that's Eric Bellinger's mistake as well so like we're not gonna get into him like he's who Eric Bellinger he needs to stay a songwriter. So um, that's that on that. Um, Chris Brown, Heartbreak on a Galaxy, Full Moon. So um, that was a no from me. But I am sure there are some gems on that too. I'm sure. And I'm not digging to find them. Exactly. I'm not digging to find. So them. those are my um, thoughts on Chris Brown. There's actually uh, so many places I can go with him. Uh, maybe I will write an article one day if I'm productive. Maybe one day. There's literally so many things I can say about this man in his career because I just feel like to sum it up, sum up my point, he is literally the epitome of wasted potential. That is what that is what Chris Brown is to me. He is the epitome of wasted potential. He like 
prides himself on being like the Michael Jackson and I'm up here with Prince and I'm the male Beyonce. Like, and the thing is, you could have been all of those things. Mm. Like, the potential was there. Yeah, the talent was. was there. Like, the foresight was there. Literally. But there was just so many things that went wrong and it wasn't at the cost of your label or your team or your management. Mm. A lot of it is a you issue. Yeah, yeah. A you issue. Why you capital? A lot of it is a you issue because I'm sorry, like, when I heard those two new songs about recently, I'm like, you're still doing this. Mm. You're st- this is what you're still doing. And that's the difference. You will press play. I'm not disappointing myself. So you can press everyone. Mm. You can continue to get your But that's the thing. This excited. album, I, I probably won't even press me. play on that either, if I'm being honest. Mm. I probably I probably won't because at this point, there's too, many mu- there's too much music coming out. And even in terms of the male R&B landscape, there are just so many other... <laughs> artists that are much worthy of my time yeah. like we have lucky day now we have bj chicago kid now mm-hmm. we have galant now yeah. we have so many others that are doing and um, we have um obviously our uk guys we have um ezekiel yeah aaron taylor we have mm-hmm. so many Pity great Coltrane. yeah we have so many that chris brown Trey songs too but chris brown what the fuck am I gonna do with that? Mm. Like even Usher, you're, you're low key getting to that level too, and you're a legend. But Usher, you're, you're actually making your way into that terrain to where, and that hurts because I'm a massive Usher fan. But your last couple Let's of albums, not because I just, Usher's best albums are in a different place. That's true. That is very okay. true. Let's not, that is true. Let's not. That do is that. true. Unlike unlike um Chris Brown, Usher has undeniable albums from start Classics. to finish. Bang. Classic. Undeniable. Multiple. Multiple. Not one. Exactly. Multiple. There's like two or three in that mix. Three. Hello, my way. Hello, eighty-seven hundred one, mm-hmm. and of course, the King of the Kingdom, Confessions. Facts are facts. And even Here I Stand, which is a solid album. It's not like a classic or anything, but that's it's, it's, it's that's a great it. album. Yep. That is a very Moving good mountains, album. Oh, no, me. that song can go. Oh, I Moving know. Mountains. Are you done? Are you done? You're moving mad. Okay, keep fighting for the rest of the show. You're moving like, that was not anyway. Wait, did you like Trading Places? I love that song. Oh, okay. Yeah, that song's a song too. But yeah, anyway, let's move on. I just have this, this question. Really depressing. All I want to end this on is Chris Brown can flip on March Madness. Let's can go to the next topic. That's great. Let's that's continue great. the next topic. Next that's topic. Great. That's all. But that's the, that's in, how we're gonna end no, it. Where he can flip the, on March in, Madness. That's great. I'm gonna reference. That's great. Um, a little vine that we've seen on Twitter. This that that midget black woman. Can you do something else? Yeah. Can we do? <laughs> yeah. Wait, <laughs> wait. Can we do something? He didn't else? mean midget. He meant little person. Sorry. Just, yeah, just no. to add, little Sorry. person is what he we meant. Love, we love the input of Eden. Sorry, I didn't know which um was the anyway. Term. Yeah, and flip on March Madness. So let's go to next topic. Let's run through. But yeah, flip on March Madness. Whatever. Can't sing it. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Remy Ma. Um. At this stage, can't sing it. Anyway, Remy Ma. So she is arrested. Before we continue, I just want to make. Just want to say this. I said it the last season that's over for her, and now. <laughs> <laughs> Vendetta. Like, so fucking <laughs> annoying. When the album drops, <laughs> it hasn't dropped. It hasn't. It's dropped. not going to at this rate. Is it going to drop at this rate? Can yeah. you let me? Can you let me read the article? Can you let me read the article? Oh, can I read the article? Can it. I read the oh. article? Oh. It. Thank you, uh, Remy Martha. So, Reminis Smith. 
Anyway, um, Remy Ma, so she's arrested for assaulting Love and Hip Hop co-star, says it could, couldn't have been her. So Remy Ma looked quite serene during a short court appearance on Wednesday evening, just hours after um, she turned herself in for allegedly assaulting her Love and Hip Hop New York co-star Britney Taylor. So Ma, whose legal last name, as Shoppe said, is Smith, Stands accused of hitting Taylor in the face with a, a closed fist, causing bruising and swelling to her right eye at 9.30pm on April 16th during an um, Irving Plaza Cancer Benefit concert. She during, did it during a benefit concert? Why are people always fighting when it's supposed to be peace? <laughs> during a Bell discussion, Smith's lawyer said <laughs> that she was a performer <laughs> at this benefit, but offered an alibi... For the specific time frame. <laughs> and the alibi was motherhood. Oh. That is a complete impossibility because at 9.30pm she was at home nursing her four-month-old, said uh. Dawn Florio Smith's attorney. She later added, my client denies those these allegations, these are false allegations, okay? So Smith had a perfect parole. She now has to wear an ankle monitor. Her curfew has been moved from 11 p.m. to 8 p.m. And she has to check in with her parole services every week instead of every four months now. So Smith, who sported... Oh, we don't even need to kind of get into what she was wearing at court. But yeah. The point um, is... Remy, Ma, what do we think of the arrest? Shoppe, unfortunately, will give some opinions on this and make me laugh. But Eden, you, you go, know what? go ahead. Go ahead. You know what? All jokes aside about, you know, my thoughts on the trajectory of her career. I do think this is very unfortunate because this is a woman who spent how many years in prison the last time? It was right. like at least... Like like six, six years. years. It was a quite a while. Six years. And then she's come back, you know, she's... Um, Seven years and six Revitalized years. her yes, life, you know, got married. She's had a child. And she's had somewhat of a resurgence. Like, she's probably the biggest she's ever been. Uh, like, arguably. In hip-hop, yeah. Um, obviously, you know, several disappointments in terms of her own music. Like, of her own music and her own albums. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I just think it's very unfortunate that now unfortunately she's now facing jail again because obviously she did violate her probation and obviously you have an infant daughter and regardless of what I think you know your career like I said you're, you're the biggest you've ever been like this is like your prime time to really like make a proper impact right now and I just feel like if this does unfortunately if, if it does turn out she has to go to jail again it's just once again, wasted potential because the woman can rap her ass off. She needs to work on making good music, but, and you know, rapping on time on certain beats, because I think she just has an approach like a battle rapper all the time. But, you know, that's, that's my, that's my thoughts. Nicholas. Um, Remy Ma. So, um, I personally feel like despite some questionable comments on state of the culture or whatever, but I think that as oh, post, yeah. post prison, I feel like she's did a nice job at inserting herself in hip hop 
culture, like being a, a part of the cultural um, landscape of hip hop culture, especially in New York, especially across America, etc. Um, I think she was advocating for good things outside of state of the culture. Um, so in terms of like prison reform, voters' rights, for people integrating back in society, um, I guess you could say trivialization point of view, but like black love and that unity with Papoose and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it was just, it was positive. It was positive to see her kind of advocating for those kind of things um, and just excelling outside of just being a rapper. Like obviously the trajectory in that career was questionable. Um, and from a music perspective, I personally actually liked the album and a lot of hip hop conventionalists actually fucked with the album with her and Fat Joe, like in terms of sonically what it sounded like, that New York kind of sound, um, it sounded okay. No, I didn't mind that album. I'm talking, yeah, I'm so talking like about like her singles post. Oh, we, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Don't really. Melanin mention. Magic, yeah, with, which fine. featured one of Chris Brown. Which Actually fine, but yeah, the, yeah the album with Fat Joe was good. Um, it was in my okay. perspective, hip hop, from a hip hop conventionalist standpoint, it was, it was okay, but um, yes. it was, well, to me, it was good, but yeah, people <laughs> gave it okay, <laughs> you know? Some people in the room think it's okay, so it's fine. But um, yeah, I think Remy was doing decent decent stuff and like really trying to positively change her life. So for, mm. my, for the purposes of her career, what she's got to do, her parenting, all that kind of stuff, I hope she doesn't go back to prison. Um, but I hope that... If, yeah, even if it's just like that time, like the 8 p.m. curfew, the like ankle and all that kind of stuff, she can still do what she needs to do. So on it, and she can operate just by being in New York. So it's fine. She doesn't need to travel just now and stuff like that. Um, if that's the sense, the punishment that she has to do in community well, service. Well, what about going on tour? And I you mean, know, certain promotional platforms are not in New York. I know, but like, if she had to be restricted to New York, she could still make bread. If that's what I mean, and still make bread, but would she be successful? That's a different question. But I'm I'm talking from the parental standpoint right now. So like raising her kids and like be, that's the immediate the layers yeah, of course. the layers to Remy Ma for me like on this immediate pending charge are one motherhood mm-hmm, and family, mm-hmm. then two kind of her kind of stake in hip hop as a like the cultural element, and then finally the last pillar is obviously the music and the trajectory there. So I would say to like for her motherhood and being a hip hop cultural force, she can still operate in New York um, and do the state of the culture stuff and all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's loads of her businesses in New York, um, which she still runs. The functions that she advocates for mainly operate in New York and the political stuff. So yeah, I think she could still operate in New York. Career-wise, obviously detrimental, but if that was, if that was if this was the outcome, I would say... I'd want this to be the outcome, what she's currently subject to. I don't want her to obviously face more prison time. If it was worst possible case scenario, just the ankle and the reduced curfew and the reporting to the parole, um, the parole services um, on a weekly basis instead of a month, like uh, four monthly basis, um, quarterly even, would be better. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, and yeah, on a serious note, I hope she gets through this and stuff like that but Eden thoughts uh actions have consequences and um yeah wow okay actions have consequences great so um I don't know what else to say on that uh that's the name of the episode oh it's true like obviously it's sad she has a family but 
she did what she did and she has to mm-hmm. face the consequences she before she acted yeah well, I wonder what Britney well, did well that's like, another that's another thing like it's also in the air if she actually did punch this woman yeah like I do oh, okay. if it's not yeah, like it's, it's, not, like, it's, not, it's confirmed, not confirmed confirmed like because Britney the thing is Britney came this was this is old news because like two weeks ago Britney went on IG and said oh my god I got hit Remy Ma definitely did this da, 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 da. but I haven't seen anyone else and it, if it was a benefit concert or whatever, wouldn't there been there'd be witnesses who kind of call out like in the, I hate to bring this back to this, but in the Cardi B Nikki thing, it was very clear what had happened because the multiple sources kind of said the same thing pretty mm. much. Obviously the story was a bit janky in the first couple of hours, days, but it materialized as to what happened really quickly. Mm. Same thing with the Britney thing. She goes on IG live the day after days after there'd be re- either repeated witnesses or repeated debunkers and there's been none of that mm-hmm. so it's kind of like it's all up in the air it's a bit it's a bit weird it's a bit weird um yeah but as i was saying um sorry if yeah. it is a case where it is fact then obviously you've done something now and you have to kind of suffer the consequences um but hopefully that doesn't affect her family life to the point where it's uh it ruins her child's life because she goes up with her mother for a few years um uh, there should be consequences for violence. I am of that opinion, but at the same time, I do see it's a bit sad that a woman who is currently trying to do better is obviously in this position. But we have downsides, we have upsides, we have we fall and we get back up again. Hopefully, if she does go to prison, she's able to come back out and actually live the life she wants to. And that's all I have to say. Mm. So, um, <laughs> okay. I don't, we're not going to have time to obviously do the Billboard Music Awards, but... I only have a, a few quick things to say about that. But I need to just address something that happened um, on the Billboard Music Awards because um, we can't really run through and discuss the winners and losers and stuff. I need to, to I just need to talk to you guys about a very serious matter that happened on the Billboard Music Awards. Oh, I, I know what you're going to say. Um, it's a very serious topic Nick. and um, Nick. it's just been grating on my mind since I saw the kind of visuals and Nick, the kind so of dramatic no, reactions so around this. Like, it just really puzzled me. At Do you know what he's going to say? When I saw this situation that happened and... It really upset me, first of all, that at this point in this person's career that this had to happen. Shop is praying. This had, no, to, be, to, this had to be brought <laughs> to the table. Um, um, but what I witnessed on Scotty Bean's Instagram on <coughs> Thursday morning or Friday, like the late, the early hours of Thursday morning oh, was a scene that I just... I just need to it pull was up violence. again. I need to pull it up again. It was violence. I can't believe that in this person's career, that this is the level that we have to get to to get engagement. And I the reason why it confuses me is because she doesn't need to do this. She doesn't need to do this. She's she one of the biggest stars in the world. This. She never needed to do this. So what I am She's at a point where literally anything she does your is going attention to, to what I got added into in the morning, the violence. Okay, can you just carry up to the story is now? Taylor fucking Swift and her performance on the Billboard Music Awards. And the imagery, the perceptions, the drumming... The lack of seasoning. The lack of seasoning. The lack of hot sauce. She's done it before, though. The the gentry gentry version of what was, and I haven't even watched it yet, but Coachella. Beachella. She's done the same kind of set before. That's my only issue with this. But no, 
where she's I, had drummers and she's no, had. But I and and I could have some words to say to that too. That was violence. My eyes were hurt. My soul was crushed for the, the Thursday when I saw that. Okay, this is my th- <laughs> so to Eden's point. Um, yes. No, this isn't Eden's point. This is Eden noticing something. Continue. So your point. Continue what you're saying. So to Eden's point. So I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> no, Beyonce is not the first person to use marching band, marching bands, and a drum line in her. This was an Eden's point, but continue. You said she's done it before. I've said that Taylor Swift's done it before. I, yeah, just, exactly. I said nothing about Beyonce anything. And that goes to my point. So let me finish. So this is your point. Yes. Okay. Off your point. I, no. Okay. Gone. So back to Eden's point. I. So. No, Beyonce's not the first person. And, and Taylor has, as Eden has said, done a similar theme in her performances before. But I think the reason why the backlash is so strong and so visceral this time is because. The whole Beachella thing—it literally just happened, <laughs> like, like, as of like a week and a half ago. To be like, it just <laughs> happened, <laughs> and not only was it just that, like I said, several people have used Marshall Band's performances. Even Beyonce before Coachella has done it in her own performances. Gwen before. Stefani. Gwen Stefani. Several people have done that, but when you look at the staging, <laughs> the staging, the positioning of her dancers. Someone called it Mayo Cella. Oh. <laughs> okay. So when you look at the when you look when you look when you look at the the staging, the positioning of the dancers, the way they're dressed, because it was clearly that college university influence. That's why. And yeah. it was even the same colours. Even the pose. Even the, the, the pose that Taylor Swift did. Bitch. And did you notice she even like stacked a little bit? She was like <laughs> she couldn't even do it properly. Yeah. It was kind of like, sorry, Michelle. Is that like when Michelle popped out, popped out of the toaster during the Super Bowl? She was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? I'm, I have to watch it again. <laughs> and then, so Scotty, thank you for this gold. So I think that's why the back is coming from. But we all know Taylor Swift is, is a domestic terrorist. She's a liar. She's peak white woman, and that is my thoughts on that. Really. And now to my general Eden Jeff thoughts on no, the award no, no. awards. So I, I'm not really bothered to get into the winners and losers because it's going to be some bullshit. I just have these two things to say. Two things. One bad, one good. You guys should know what the good is going to be. You should, if you know me. You no. Know what the, wow. I didn't pay attention to this award show at all. So <laughs> I, I just want to start off by... So Nick is still laughing at Taylor Swift. Mm. <laughs> no, no, sorry, I, saw, I just saw the pose again. Like, and did you see she stamped it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to do it every time. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So I just want to, I just want to just quickly say that. Can we please, please, please stop nominating and awarding Triple X Tentacion in R and B fucking categories? Wait, it happened again. He won top R and B artist. Wait, he won. Yes. <laughs> over LMA, over her, over Khalid. And some other people. Why is double triple X? Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Pause, pause, pause. What you're telling me right now <laughs> is that XXX Tintashion, okay, has won top R and B artist again, again, again. No, I think he was just nominated last year. This time he won. No, that 
I just, my head is struggling to process why he was nominated again. Like, why? What was it for? I just don't understand where he fits in R&B. I don't get it. I know he's a genre blender, but... I don't get R&B from his music. I don't get I don't... It. I never will I get don't, R&B from I don't his understand. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. He was a rapper. So that's the, the negative thing. And now I'm going to end this section and I guess the episode on a very positive note. So... Is it one of your favorites? Yes. So is it Janet Jackson, my girl, Mariah Carey. Oh, okay. she. Why are you saying it like that? N- nothing. Just do your thing. See, you're still mad that you th- <laughs> you still think Chris Brown um, helped Tiger out. So now it's gonna make. <laughs> some, this is stand behavior. I literally haven't done anything. Someone. Wait, this is stand behavior. I've just sat here <laughs> because I haven't said anything about Mariah Carey. You're moving yeah, mad. I'm just but no, but why why um are you making faces? Because I want to bring her up. No, do your thing, man. So she was um um honored with the Icon Award at the Billboard Music Awards, you know. And I'm just very happy that she uh, she is finally finally compared to her contemporaries, she she's yet to really start receiving those legendary tribute kind of awards and things. So I'm just happy that the music industry is finally starting to recognize career and her contributions and i actually think the billboard awards is actually the perfect place to kickstart that because i've always actually said she's actually the queen of billboard like she has the most number one singles ever like she has like has all these crazy records and achievements like i think as today she still has the longest running number one single of all time 16 weeks what's all i want for christmas no, no no one sweet day with voice to men oh yeah, yeah that's the longest running single number one single of all time oh wow Still, like, 25 or so years later, still. So, like, I think that was the perfect place for her. The speech was very humorous and heartfelt. Her performance was... Oh, she actually turned up. She was getting an... She was being honoured. Nick, you are hilarious. I swear to God. Um, no, no, nah, seriously. You're, you're like, Mariah, you're, no, no, Nick, seri- Nick, no Mariah Carey. Nick, you are like, funny. You're no, a very funny like, person. No, like, she's the type of artist that wouldn't, like, turn up. To Nick, you're hilarious. She's, I, so, I really appreciate you. I just want to let you know that. So, she was telling me <laughs> someone's getting a tribute, they're not going to turn up. Do you know how rude that is? Beyonce does it all the time. Yeah. She, she's never been given an Icon Award. Oh, Icon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I get your point about if it was just... A general, a general award, award show, yeah. yeah, of course not. But I mean, she's she's being given a special award. I mean, you know. Oh, so without presenting the icon award, Mariah Carey, where is she? Well, that'd be a very Mariah Carey thing to do. It, would. it actually it saying. would, but no, she that's was what, there. So she actually she was up. there. She okay. gave a great speech. Nice. She performed like a, a fifty-minute medley, which thank God she sounded good, and she was singing live. Hallelujah, thank God, because even though I love her, I'm nervous about hearing her sing live post two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. Yes. Well, okay, mm, 2007. Um, I'm a stand. I know this. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm just very happy for her. Ooh. And let's, can we just please continue this? Because, like I said, her contemporaries have been getting these awards for quite a while now, but she never really until this point. So, I think Jennifer Lopez got an award for exactly. being an icon Thank before you. Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Lopez. I can't Jennifer remember where it was on. Jennifer Lopez. Mm. Mm. Jennifer Lopez. Mm. Thank you. Mm. The girl who stole from Ashanti, Brandy, and. You bring Zoe. this up. Yes, because she's a thief. <laughs> Jenny from former Raya. Interesting. Imagine. Mm. Meanwhile, there's a 10-year gap between the starts of their career, but you know. Oh. But whatever. So I'm just very happy that she got that award. Well and done she, to Mariah. And, she, and the performance was really good. And it was the only um, performance worth a damn. 
Um, Madonna, I don't know what you were doing, but you know, I, I've never really cared for you anyway. But you know, I don't know what what Madonna was doing. I just her performance was just. Oh, Madonna performed. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Was it at the billboards where she fell over because of the cape? Brits. That was the Brits. Oh, and the that Brits. was hilarious. That was awful. That was hilarious. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go back and watch that in the car. Um, <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I think who else performed? Oh, Sierra performed that terrible song. Which one? Thinking About You. Oh. You've heard it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've heard it. Yeah. And the thing is... Once. And the thing is, it was actually a really good performance, but the song is just terrible. <laughs> do you know what? I, <laughs> it's just you know a what? shit song. Do you know what? I'm going to say this about Sierra, and I think we all agree. I really love how she always puts in 110%, and I can always trust her it's for, gonna her, be for her capability. A showmanship. She can all, yeah, that's it. Show, that's exactly the word. I will always respect Sierra. And if someone tells me Sierra's performing, I you will know it's going to be good and actually give it time, even if the song's shit, because I know that like she this. will you know, entertain. For the Billboard Awards, I wasn't watching it, period. Like, not gonna lie. Um, I heard Drake won a lot of awards. Like, he, he was, he won the most decorated, of the night. Yeah, most decorated of the night. Um, I heard Normani was prevented from performing, unfortunately. Oh, because Sam it sounds, Smith. oh, is that the yeah. Billboard? Oh, okay. Yeah, so no. unfortunately she and was prevented. Cardi B. Did she perform? She, no, I don't think she so. Won, she had that speech though, right? Yeah. The one that so she loved. won like 11 awards that night or some shit. She won 11 awards in that night? Yeah. How like, much did Drake win in that night like, then? I don't know, like 16 or some shit. I don't know. She won 11. So what's the point in the awards? Because you know, it's literally... Like, what is the this actual is, point? This is about charts. It's no, I know it's about charts. charts. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. And they both have had kept, very big, big years, had big years. years on the chart. But and it's just annoying. Like, why would I watch an award show where they're just basically giving the same person... How many did Brent Fires win? Khalid didn't win any, so... I didn't say anything about Khalid. I'm asking about Brent Fires. I'm asking a general question. How many did he win? He wasn't nominated. And you know uh, he oh, okay. Win. So that's a shame. Um, so... Wait, was Khalid... Wait, wait, was Khalid, was Khalid nominated? So who's being a stand no, no, now? I'm asking a general who's question. Who's being a stand now? No, I'm asking now. a question. Who's was Khalid nominated? Wow. Yes. Okay. Right so guys, that's the end of the show for today. I'm not I hope done. you enjoy the rest of your days. That is Don't Alert the Stands. Goodbye. I'm not actually done. Fuck. No, you're not ending it. Fuck that shit. You're not ending it just Okay, wait till I write the copy. Okay. <laughs> oh my god no literally the, no no wait we're not ending it just yet there's five more minutes to go <laughs> so I as i as finished. i was saying um so cardi b won bear awards and she now as a result of this award show is now the most awarded female rapper of all time, time yeah. but now getting on to that brent Favre was not nominated because why would he he's not a mainstream artist like khalid who's shit and makes mainstream music and no one cares about khalid still got nominated so that's that okay but and he, he got win? number one album but did he win can we just and okay stop? and he got like, two out of five stars from the guardian who cares about the guardian Okay, but the reviews weren't great in Wait, general. Wait, what? Give a fuck. It was say? a good album. But it wasn't. But I don't care about reviews. I like the album. Yeah, and you like a lot of questionable things. Mm, and, and Brent Fires is where? Oh, but you were not... Well, you no, know, but where is Brent Fires? Answer my question. No, but is was that he his even lane? in the building? Is that his lane? But was he in is the building? Is that his lane? Where, where building? is his lane? Is that his lane? He literally might have been in the building. Yeah, but that's no one knew. But the point is no one knew. So that's that's what I'm saying. Was it, but no is one he, knew. Is he a mainstream artist? Is he? I think he's trying. No, he's not. Wait, no, he's Khalid not. I, I appreciate, I appreciate his on, efforts. No, come on. No, Khalid. Khalid is a mainstream artist. No, no, I'm saying it's Brent Fires. Oh, what? oh. Yeah, no. Khalid isn't. What? Is Brent Fires a mainstream artist? No. So why would he be at the Billboard Awards? Um, on charts. It's a, uh, an awards show based on charts. Uh, well, okay, what's he nominated for? What has he been nominated for? Khalid. No, Brent Fires. You just missed my entire point, sir. What was your point? Uh, sir, again. Yes, sir. sir. Is is Brent Fires a mainstream artist? Huh? He's trying to be. No, yeah. he's not. He is. Based on what? Huh? Based on what? Crew. I mean, a feature. Oh, you started. A for feature what? from three yes. years ago. No, that's what I meant, yes. So, a feature he did? Yes. 
that means so no one could so do that features. means he was nominated for a grammy like oh no 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 wait 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 nicholas wait let's put it in reverse let's put it in reverse i still don't think that he's a mainstream artist but i just said that means and trying to be a mainstream artist because he was on a feature yep is a stupid reason i said what i said people do features all the time i said what i said the most insignificant niche eyes could feature on a big rapper song all i asked you was if brent fires was nominated and you wouldn't be and there. now you're moving mad and it's a stupid question because why will be there so the answer is no right no okay so that's fine and why did you ask why can't i ask a question even value the billboard awards like that we're like, talking about cardi b because we're gonna brent fires but i'm acting like a star because he's upset that Chris i Brent's asked his career <gasps> what what Shopee, wait, so, what wait 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 I, I say, can we repeat repeat that repeat that repeat that so we're talking about cardi b yeah and Eden is ready to bring up Brent Fires because Eden's still upset that me and you don't think that Chris Brown helped Tiger. Where is this coming from? So, okay, that, I'm not <laughs> that angle is that? <laughs> I didn't know about that one. Back it up, back it up. Okay, like, but where did it come from then? I'm <laughs> asking a simple but question. Why? That huh? was Vim, why? though. I can't exactly. even like Eden. That Vim. What was Vim? Trying, you were trying like, to be shady. Brent Fires <laughs> but, like, but where did I that asked come a very, from? I asked a very simple question. That was Vim. I asked a very simple question. We're talking about Cardi B. So Cardi B is the most decorated female rapper, just to bring You know, that's the... Back, so back to the original point. You know, let's stay on track. <laughs> let's stay <laughs> on agenda, you know. We're not trying to have any, you know, unnecessary mishaps on the side. You answered it anyway. So, oh, Cardi B, congratulations on your award. Drake, um, despite Scorpion not being the best of arms, but, you know, you have... Being one of his worst, let's put it... If real. not the worst... Um, it's don't not the worst. That. Don't it's not the worst. That. Don't contest that. Don't contest what? that. What? What a time to be alive is better than. That, is, no, is, but that is one of his worst. No, he said the worst. Oh. I don't count that as one. I mean, his own albums, his own studio albums. Uh. Wait, what time worst. to be alive? Like that's. I don't even know what that is. Album. That's like. Um, I and I don't know what that is. And um, but yeah, no. Um, that's like Drake. Congratulations on winning all your awards, and um, Billboard. Thank you for respecting legends, unlike the one in front of me. Can and I just make a point about Drake though? Like, I know, ain't, can I just make a public service? We gotta wrap up, man. Wait, this is a quick one. Public service announcement. Ain't no one want, ain't no one wanting to hear Big Old Freak featuring Drake. I'm just oh, saying, yes. ain't no one want to hear that shit. So you can take the pictures, you can go to Vegas, you can continue to do all that. Ain't no one want to hear it. <laughs> if anyone should be on that can track. you stop clapping? As someone no. said. Do you know how loud this is going to be on the recording? As someone said on Twitter, if anyone is to feature on that Luda, Ludacris. that's it, baby. Like, Luda, that's all we want. That's all we want to hear. If not, let Megan continue to rise Honestly, on Honestly. Drake, thank you. Get out. Get out. Get out. Go get away. out of here. Get Go out of town. Away. Get out of Houston. Get Go out away. of all this. We don't want Go it. Go away. You know? Go away. Hot gold. Don't need. Don't, no. Nope. It's fine. Nope. Continue doing your thing with Steph. And you know, I'd, I'd welcome Trina on a remix too, personally. Oh yeah, I'd Trina welcome would sound that. hot on that I'd record. Wel- it wouldn't be a hit, but I'd welcome it. No, she'd sound hot on it. Sound hot. It on would, it. It, her voice would be amazing on a song. Yeah. Like okay, that. and that is the episode for today, guys. Bevim, don't know where it came from, guys. Don't know where. Especially know considering who. where I started this episode. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weeks. I hope the bank holiday was good to you. And yeah, that is all for today. Bye. <laughs>